Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, you've heard me say it time and time again that content is king and content consumption is at an all-time high. If you're not creating content geared toward your target audience, then you're already behind. There is an overwhelming number of ways individuals watch, discover, and engage with brands and content. It's all about consumption and engagement, which leads to monetization. My guest today is here to talk about the content consumption and the creator economy. Adam Stewart is Vice President of Consumer, Government, and Entertainment at Google YouTube. Adam, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. It's good to have you. Jeffrey, it is great to be here. Thank you for having me. I know we were chatting beforehand. I had a chance to know Adam, or excuse me, not just Adam, but also the founders of YouTube when they first got started way back in 2005 and in 2006. So it's good to have you. And you've been there for quite a while. You got your start and had a long career in traditional TV. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and why you decided to move from traditional TV to Google? Uh, Thank you for the question. Um, Yeah, so I've had an opportunity to be a part of, I would almost put it as kind of two generational changes with regards to video. I uh, joined the Discovery Channel back in 1991. There were 300 of us in the company at the time. It was one network at the time. We subsequently acquired TLC and then on and on after that. And I really had a front row seat to one of the dynamics that was really happening at that time, which was the rise of of cable television. And that kind of competition and and friction back then between broadcast and cable and how people were thinking about audiences and viewership and all of that that was happening at the time. And Discovery uh, was a remarkable company and a great experience. I started out in a very junior position. Uh, I left about 15 years later as the senior vice president of national sales. I was overseeing 12 different networks at the time to give you an idea of, of the growth at that time and really had an opportunity to have kind of a front row seat, not only into the ad side of the house, but to everything that was happening with regards to programming and marketing. And my role was really kind of sitting alongside the programming team and the marketing team and working collectively to do kind of all these things that now seem a little bit antiquated as I think about it now, thinking about the schedule and all of those different things that we were doing. Um, But it was a really, really incredible period in my career. Um, I found my way to Google 16 years ago. Um, So not that long after the YouTube acquisition and I came to run media and entertainment and YouTube was really the thing that pulled me over here. Uh, The idea, you know, Google at that point, primarily text, uh, media and entertainment site, sound and motion. So the opportunity to really build that business here and be a part of it and really kind of be there, you mentioned Chad, you know, really kind of being here, you know, at the beginning. And that also was just an incredible period of time. And we had a lot of fun 
uh, and still do, but a lot of fun really kind of expanding out YouTube and thinking about the different things that we could do, uh, particularly with media and entertainment and really, you know, the beginning of TrueView, all of these ad formats that, you know, really people thought were crazy at the time, um, but now exist today, still today, and create a tremendous amount of value. So I've, I've been fortunate. I've had kind of a front row seat to two different changes, you know, from, from kind of the more traditional linear side to where we are today, uh, and then from broadcast to cable. Let's talk a little bit about that. I always like to talk about people's pedigree in the C-suite because in C-suite, we move a little bit from company to company. Although, I mean, 15 years at one company, 16 years at another, yeah. that's not the normal kind of a transition that I typically see with C-suite. Typically, most C-suite, you're there for, like when I was a CMO, we were you know, 18 months at max, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yet your CMO has been there quite a long time. I know her and she's been there and you've got a lot of officers that have been there since the beginning. But you know, it's impressive amount of time to be at a company like Google. I mean, seriously, that's a long time. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of transformation that time. You mentioned some yeah. of the things that we were doing back in the old days with Discovery or any TV network, broadcast linear network. And then, you know, to move to this digital side, what's the biggest changes and challenges you've seen and experienced in your role uh, over the years? Wow, um, that, that's, that's a big question. You know, what, what, I'll draw a little bit of I'll, I'll tell you why I left Discovery and why I think it's so different here um, and continues to be even after 16 years. I remember I'd moved to New York, I was living in New York and I kind of felt as I was kind of going into another upfront, I was in this kind of lather, rinse, repeat cycle of my career. I was kind of doing the same thing. I knew the playbook, I knew the players, I knew the market and all of those other things. And you know, when I came here, I think one of the things about kind of being in tech, being at Google, and I tell this to people, you know, when they're starting their career and coming into Google, if you're a lifelong learner, you found the right place. I mean, our industry is so dynamic, it's ever evolving, it's got its opportunities, it's got its challenges, it is never dull. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, has certainly kind of kept me here and kept me interested. And look, it's 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 being a part of, of, of something and being a part, you know, really connected to YouTube in the way that I have been for the past 16 years and thinking about kind of where we started and what we were doing back then. I mean, you know, you think about the, the earliest videos to where we sit today in the creator economy. And now, you know, we've got entertainment is like the state of change of entertainment is profound right now. It really and truly is. And so being a part of that and then working with marketers. You know, and, and, and helping them, you know, having, again, kind of been the trans best part of that change from broadcast to cable. And now what we see right now and it, it, everything that you point to, you kind of talked about this, I think, in the setup, just in terms of video choice and what's out there for people, like it, it, being in a front row uh, yeah. and participating in that and help create it is is remarkable. Yeah, you can think about the changes. You know, back then when I look at YouTube, it was all about cat videos, you know. And today, I mean, look at the look at the <laughs> commerce that you're driving today. I mean, it's yeah. a massive change, you know. And you you mentioned the word upfronts, which are now the new fronts, right? And uh, because they've just changed. The old way of doing thing isn't the same way. And even people talk about video in, in, a, in different terms. For instance, I hear people talk a lot about a video podcast. Well, isn't that just TV? I mean, you know, <laughs> how, how do we get people to start to understand that this is a whole different world? And yeah. really that entire pendulum, right, Adam, has swung from what we considered to be famous in TV. You had to be on broadcast to now, You've got people who are getting 50 million views or 500 yeah. million views on your platform, and they're opening up 
gifts. They're opening up uh, products. They're they're putting hands on plane and giving away the plane. I mean, there's all these different folks that are doing it. I mean, it, yeah. it's just nuts. I mean, I think the thing, you know, look, I, one of the things I think we know from the marketing side of the business, for sure, you go where the audience is, Bingo. right? And and, yeah. and I think that's exactly what's happening. And I think, you know, a couple of the things that, that we're seeing, um, which are pretty compelling, the television screen, the living room, which I think for, you know, marketers has always been the screen that they've cared about the most. Um, over the past year, YouTube started basically in like the second position, basically just under 6% of all watch time on the living room screen, connected TVs was on YouTube. Now grown by 50% year over year, people actually start on YouTube. There was a study that came out yesterday. 24% of people, a survey of 5,000 people, 24% of people, the first app that they go to is YouTube. And I think there's, there's, I think it's really interesting. And it's not, look, YouTube is a collection of many, many things, right? If you take, you go to shorts, right? We all kind of know exactly, you know, what that is, that real short form content. You go to creator content, you go to content that you and I probably grew up with, you know, and, and, and SNL clip or whatever it might be. Right. It's all right there. And now you go to the NFL. And yeah. so you, I, I think the, the kind of the thing that I think we're seeing is, you know, this kind of platform where there's this, this much choice. And quite honestly, in the creator kind of really giving voice to people, some of these folks may never have gotten the green light, you know, in the pitch meeting in the classic Hollywood environment, it likely wouldn't have happened. But what you're seeing is creators find community. You see communities find creators and this whole economy continues to grow. I mean, over the last three years, you know, $50 billion from YouTube has gone into directly to creators. And it's really, really powerful. And I think what we're seeing, you have a generation that's now grown up with this. You know, they, they've grown up with creators and you're starting to see that generation and their choices in media look a lot different than some of the things that, again, that I used to do, that I used to grow up with. And I think that that's, you're starting to see a little bit of this play out now as, you know, kind of the more traditional media companies kind of now see these new media companies, which really are the creators. Well, let's talk about the creator side of it, because one of the big things I tell everybody, you've got to be... A media company, whether you're, you know, a, if even if you're a uh, a dry cleaner in Kansas City, you got to be known as the doctor of spots because you don't have, you know, yellow pages anymore. And quite frankly, all due respect to your big employer, you know, we all can't just buy Google ads to put us at the top because there's some folks with deeper pockets. But if you're creating content, right, you're really going to stand apart. And so we're hearing so much about the rise of the creator economy and popular creators that are on YouTube and, and quite frankly, on competitors like TikTok. Can you tell us what is all the excitement all about and why do you think it's gained so much traction in recent years? And more importantly, Adam, what should brands be paying attention to? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, look, I draw it back a little bit to my previous experience. And, you know, if you look at kind of how traditional entertainment was built, and it still is, it's a hit driven business. And I remember being in the room in Discovery when we would talk about this. And I think we would roughly say, look, if three out of every 10 shows that we put on the air worked, you know, maybe one of them is going to work and become really successful. We're doing well. This is years ago. And then you take something in terms of what happens now, creators access to tools, creators access to creation, almost like a meritocracy in, one, some, in many ways, right? Creators, there's, there's feedback. You know, the, the kind of yeah. hit-driven economy, there's not, that feedback loop doesn't exist. Right. If you're a creator... The feedback loop is instantaneous and it's allowing and it's, these 
And it's one-on-one. I mean, it's one-on-one. If you really look at it, you're starting to see that, that engagement level that you don't get with broadcast where you're just shotgunning it out to everybody, right? Without question. And look, I think we're seeing, again, they're kind of starting to see some of that pressure. And look, there's still great content. My daughter loves Wednesday. She talks about Wednesday all the time. She spends the majority of her time on YouTube. She loves Wednesday. So look, and these things, I, I think these things can and will coexist for sure. But I, there's something about, I think, the connection that people, what you're kind of pointing to, this one-on-one, the connection that people have with creators. And I go back to what I was saying before. I mean, so many voices, so many communities that never really would have had the ability to connect with each other and to connect with viewers, it happens on this platform. And it's a business. I mean, this is these are the media companies that exist right now. And it's really, really powerful. And I'm sure my YouTube feed looks a lot different than yours and probably the person sitting outside my office right now. But I love what I get because it connects deeply with the things that I'm interested in. And it's, it's it, there, I think the other part of it that I really do value and I think is unique is the freshness of it. Because every day when I go to my feed, I'm seeing something new that I'm interested in. And TV, traditional content has never really participated with that level of engagement. And it, by the nature of how the platform works, it really can't. Well, and let's think about all those old reruns that we used to run. There's no, no reason to do that because there's new runs now, not reruns, new runs. All the time. Yeah. And all you know, the, time. the other thing I think was an interesting that you point out in that engagement, it doesn't all have to be pretty and nice either. You can get negative comments and that's okay too, because that gives you the input that you want yeah. to get better at what you want to do or change yeah. or to tell the person to buzz off too, which occasionally is okay to do you know, uh, in, in, in this content game. I think, you know, the one thing I think that rings true is authenticity. And I think if you, you know, you talk to creators and you understand like, and that's because viewers can sniff it out. Um, you know, and it comes through even in how they think about marketing, the, the marketing partners that they, that they partner with too. I mean, we've seen this and, um, I think that there's that much more deep that they know, Many creators know that this is the way in order to connect and build audiences. And you can't ignore, to your point, the feedback loop, right? You kind of know when you maybe have stepped a certain direction, perhaps you shouldn't, you're going to understand and you're going to take positions that maybe not all of your, your, your viewers like, but at the same time, it, it, it's, it's so powerful. It's so instantaneous. And I think one of the things that YouTube has done really well and continues to do really well is just invest in tools to make these businesses and these creators successful. And if you point to kind of Neil Mohan's kind of most recent blog, he's kind of referencing a lot of the tools that we want to continue to put in hands in order to facilitate creators, make creating content easier, multi-platform, multi-language, all of these things, I think, continue to value, to, to create value. And again, they're creating businesses and opportunities where they didn't exist. And it's kind of cool. You know, I think when you think about, again, kind of from where I sat of like, oh, is this show going to work? I know this is a really good producer, you know, but I'm not sure. And that kind of guessing game that exists and the huge investment that's required to be in that space, right? You can go right or you can go wrong in that business. And I think this is because it's, it, it works in the way that it does that feedback is so instantaneous and creators can really respond and build upon it. it it's pretty, it's, it's remarkable. I think what we're seeing and people are, viewers are voting. I mean, this is the fact that people start here. I mean, the next closest, the, the survey that came out yesterday, study 5,000 people, 24% of them start on YouTube. The next closest was 10%. It's pretty profound. And I yeah. think, you know, when I work with marketers, a lot of the things that we do, um, 
one of the things I talk with marketers about a lot is the importance of being excellent here, you know, because the shift is happening. And look, again, there's still tremendous value that's created on, on the kind of more traditional content side. And there's going to be the shows that we know and love. Those are going to be there. You know, the SVOD business and the streaming business will continue to grow. Um, but at the same time, this is a different environment, understanding creators, understanding how they work, understanding how to think about your own creative in that environment. These things really matter. And what I've seen, you know, working with CPG is a great example. Like when we sit down and we really work with marketers in this area and really help them be excellent, we measure, the, we measure sales lift. Nielsen measures sales lift. And what you start to see is this kind of compounding effect of just adopting it and being smart in this space really start to yield tremendous ROI for our partners. And that's where, you know, if I'm kind of from the ad community standpoint, this is where time needs to be spent. It does because the consumers are here. Well, uh, speaking of measurements in brands, we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this message because I like to get paid and I'm going to take this chance to get paid. So we'll be right back. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back, and I am Jeffrey Hazlett, host of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, right here on C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for joining us, and we're live streaming right here on Facebook as well today. I'm visiting with Adam Stewart. He's the Vice President of Consumer, Government, and Entertainment at Google YouTube, and it's good to have him because we're talking about all things brand, about the creator economy. So, Adam, I got another question. What role do platforms like YouTube play in the creator economy, and how have these platforms evolved over time? to help yeah. serve the creators. Now we talk about the brands, what about the creators, which yeah. can include the brands, right? But let's talk a little bit more about those creators that are getting that great content out there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of flashback probably 10 or so years here. You know, YouTube's kind of early foray into kind of thinking about content for the platform actually really started from bringing some of the traditional Hollywood over. And, you know, I remember we did an, an upfront kind of our first brand cast event years ago at the Beacon Theater, and we presented all this content. We worked with marketers to buy it. And to be quite honest, it didn't really work. Um, yeah. You know, I think it, it was not as successful as I think we would have hoped. But I think from that moment forward, to some, to some extent, really from that moment forward, I think what we saw was that there was this other thing happening. And it's the kind of really the beginning, I think, in the early stages of really what the creator economy was. And I think YouTube's role here is is really very significant. And, I, you know, talking to creators, you know, I think I don't want to speak for every creator, but I think creators understand the value that YouTube creates for them. And I think, you know, again, I'll point to kind of Neil Mohan's most recent post, thinking about the tools that we put in their hands that facilitate creation, that allow them to kind of understand, monetize in different ways. You know, um, there's ads, there's sponsorships, there's um, patronage, there's a bunch of different ways in which creators can monetize on the platform. And I think as long as, you know, YouTube is so committed um, to this, to building this creator economy, that um, I think creators, I mean, I think creators value being here as a result. 
Well, I can tell you that over the last number of years, I've been in this digital side of the business more than probably anyone else in terms of the bleeding edge. You know, I had to play tourniquets to my businesses a couple of times to figure out what, where was the way to monetize. And you just gave some great example. And you guys have monetized it well or helped the creators give them the system. So let's talk about skills and attributes you know, that successful creators have to possess. Yeah. You know, how can aspiring creators develop these, qual- these qualities? Yeah. So, you know, I will, I will admit to not being my daily to be, you know, working directly with creators. I spend the majority yep. of my time working with our ad partners, but I think we touched on, on some of the things that, that really matter. Um, one is just understanding the suite that's available to you from YouTube, understanding how to, you know, we talked about the kind of one-to-one relationship and that ability to have that feedback, respond to that feedback, engage under deeply understand your audiences, all of those things really matter. And again, I'll kind of pull through just the notion of authenticity. Yeah, I, I think, think that's time good. and time again, when you see it, you know it. And um, I think that's that's really kind of one of the beautiful things about the YouTube platform is that, and you see it in consumers. I think this is one of the reasons why it is big as it is, because there's that resonance. I think, you know, it, and people really, really resonate with someone who's truly authentic and engaging in that way. And so I, I think, you know, creators are an incredibly smart, agile community. I think they're going to continue to think about the tools that are available to them. And I would point to kind of one other thing, too, that I think we're starting to see more. And this is the relationship, I think, between shorts and longer form YouTube content. Um, you know, you're seeing a tremendous amount of kind of creators going, going both ways. But the nice thing about shorts, you see creators who come up with shorts. This is where they start. Right. And oftentimes, I think one of, the, or one of the more unique things that creators have available to them on YouTube specifically is that ability from go to short form and you find a creator that you like and then you want to take something in that's a little bit longer. And that's what's happening on the platform. I think creators know and understand this dynamic. And for YouTube to continue to be thoughtful about how to facilitate that creation, it really kind of brings that through and will continue to grow that dynamic. Yeah, spot on. I always say a brand is nothing but a promise delivered and that authenticity has got to show through in the content you're creating. I mean, people see it and you don't have to be pretty. You don't have to look like me every day. You can look like a regular. No, anyway, just joking. What are some some of the key trends that you've observed? I mean, being there for 16 years, I mean, goodness gracious, you've seen it all. I mean, as I said, you've moved from cat videos to, you know, to really this long, so long form content, the NFL. I mean, a lot of different things. So how do you see these trends evolving in the near future? Yeah, it's, it's a really, really good question. I, look, I, I'll kind of zoom out for a minute. You know, I, I, I do think we're at an interesting point in entertainment more broadly. You know, we've talked about this a bit. Um, you know, you've got you know, the rise of, this, of the streaming business, I think, that we're seeing is, as some of the traditional companies that we've all kind of, I know that certainly I've grown up with, are now you know, finding themselves in the streaming environment and really trying to figure out, um, for many of them, it's not currently profitable. Uh, it, it, it likely will be. Um, um, and so I, I think the, the biggest trend I think that I would point to right now um, is it, a little bit of how I think entertainment's being reshaped, right? Mm. I think there's still a place for, for the, the content again. And I, I watch, you know, Kimmel, I watch it on YouTube, um, you know, but I, but I, I still take in that content. It still has that place, but I do think we are in this position. I think the kind of the trend and the thing to watch is that you have a generation now that has grown up with creators, um, different than my generation, which not grew up with creators. And I think what we're starting to see is this kind of a reshaping to some extent of what entertainment looks like and will look like going forward. Um, it's an interesting thing on the marketing side. 
Um, and I think one of the things that, you know, we kind of continue to, to talk about, despite everything that we've talked about, the amount of time in the living room, the fact that people start here and all of these things, is that, you know, some, not all marketers have drawn this delineation between what is premium and what is not, what is creator driven and things like that. And what you find when you actually, one, look at where the audiences are going first and foremost, like the audiences have shifted, they have. So you have that piece of it. And then you look at the data that says like, there's no difference in between the brand lift between someone watching what we might've you know, determined as kind of more traditional content and creator content. And I would argue that I think that what we're gonna continue to see is that you know, when you're getting served something that you love, you know, a piece of content that's, that's special to you, your attention is different. And I yeah. think what we're continue to see is that the power of what this means for marketers is really, it, it, it's still, it, it is certainly, you know, it's, it's a large business. But I, I look at it and you know, kind of going back to one of your earlier kind of questions, I think we're still early on the journey. I still think that there's just tremendous opportunity for people to truly, truly for marketing, marketers in particular, to unlock the power of what's happening here. And it's happening kind of not juxtaposed from what's happening on the traditional content side, because they all live in some, to some extent on the same platform, but it's different and it's a shift. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see millions of millions of channels and millions and millions and tens or hundreds of millions of shows. I mean, it's, it's just un, it's just going to be crazy what we're going to see and the way in which we monetize that. Now, you you kind of mentioned that you watch somebody else every once in a while. Do you cheat? Do you do you watch other <laughs> other networks? Come on, I've got eleven uh, screens up in here. Yeah, so like, you know, it's it's a good question. Um, you know, I have to admit, I moved away from from some. I watch a lot of YouTube. I do. I wouldn't call it cheating because, again, I think I'm probably not like, you know, probably like many other consumers for sure. I might be a little bit more exposed to YouTube given that I've I've been doing this for sixteen years. Um, yeah, I, there's some scripted content that I liked. I just finished a series on Netflix that I that I really enjoyed, but I. You know, I have, I have, uh, you know, I'll give you a, a brief example. I played the drums going up and I, you know, and, and uh, I, you know, the drums, I have a family of five. It's probably the least friendly instrument you could possibly have for a family of five. Um, and in my mind, I'm threatening to go back and play again. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of drum content on YouTube. There's this, there's a channel called Drumio. There's like, it's, it's great. These are amazing drummers and it's super informational. It's, it's inspiring me to, to uh to to pick it up again and then you know as alongside of that like now my short speed is kind of cool because i'm seeing all of these drummers that i never really saw before and i like i love that that again like we talk about like what we value and what connects with us and you know which has always been important in marketing you know that's again just my experience but you know there's obviously billions of others that are having the same experience well unfortunately adam as it always is with great content it ends too soon, you know? And that's one of the big things that we learn, uh, not only here, but certainly in our talk with you. Even if it's great content, it could be shorter, it could be long, it's just gotta be good. And that's the most important. So Adam Stewart is the Vice President of Consumer Government Entertainment at Google YouTube. And Adam, we thank you for being a part of All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
Hey, at the end of every show, I always like to talk about what I learned and nothing new here. Content is king, activation is queen, and context is the kingdom. As we learn from Adam, making content and making great content and being authentic is always going to put you ahead of the competition. And I don't care. I've said this before. I don't care if you're a big brand, a coach, a trainer, an author, a speaker, but any brand needs to be selling their content. And if you're even a dry cleaner in the middle of Kansas City, you've got to become the doctor of spots. And that's what we learned here today on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.